I'm ready, man. I'm ready to do this. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is fantastic. Episode one. Episode one of forever. I don't know. Yes, bidnillah. <laughs> Inshallah. May Allah give us life and grant us goodness. Man, I'm so happy that we decided Ameen. to do this. Ameen. So Ameen. this was so needed. Not that there isn't like, I feel like obviously there's other Muslim podcasts, right? But I don't feel like our voice is out there. Correct. You know what I mean? Like I've been on yes. multiple podcasts. I'm sure you have as well. But you and I vibe at that level, bro. Like where we, there's a lot of things that we want to talk about. Even like off camera, we're thinking about all the things that we have in store. And honestly, we're not going to shove it in one podcast, obviously, but it's, it's exciting. So, you know, let's, let's start a little bit with why we decided to create this podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know for me, I wanted to communicate with the people. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, right? Yeah. And I wanted to do it in a way where we're talking about everyday issues that the Muslims are facing. Yep. We talk about it in a way that's entertaining. True. And we give them information that's beneficial for them spiritually, emotionally, socially, the whole the whole shebang. I'm in it for the millions of dollars. I don't know about Dr. Ray over here. I'm in it for the millions. <laughs> I'm in it for the Dunkin' Donuts sponsorship. Thank you, Dunkin' Donuts, for sponsoring these videos. No, but for real, though, you're right, right? Like, we want to be able to talk about these things with no filter. We have an audience. We know there's people who watch our stuff anyways, but irrespective of that, you know, we want to share our thoughts about issues that need our voice to be heard. That's right, alhamdulillah. And so, bismillah, we're going to entertain the people. Definitely. Uh, but then also they're going to grow. Yeah. Inshallah. Inshallah. Listening, to our, listening to our podcast because we also want people to participate in it. Definitely. Inshallah. So Definitely. we're going to have a lot of different segments where the people can call in. Yep. They can write in. They yep. can do all kinds of things. Alhamdulillah. So we're, we're hoping that. Oh, man. So excited. Viewers, so excited. So uh, excited. We'll yeah. be able to uh, enjoy the product that we put out. Alhamdulillah. And that, you know. It's a meaningful experience for us. It right? is. And listen, whether you enjoy it or not, we're having a blast doing this, yeah. all right? I'm having a <laughs> blast doing this. Like, I, I, you know, like you, you all just see the final product of this podcast, but I'm with Dr. Ray, you know what I mean? Like setting up these things and really watching the whole thing and like, nah, let's change the angles around. And I think that's how, that's how, you know, th those are the journeys that we got to fall in love with those yeah. processes so we enjoy this entire thing. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited for yeah. this podcast and everything. I want to tell the people how I met you. Go for it. Right. So uh, this show has been maybe two years in the making. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Uh, our good friend Rami. Yes. Right. Uh, not the not the guy from Hulu. Not not the no, Rami no. show. The other Rami. The original. <laughs> the OG Rami. Adagafar. Yes. Yes. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Rami. Shout out to Rami. Uh, he said, "You have to meet my boy, Doctor Ray. You got to meet my boy. You got to meet my Mashallah, boy." Mashallah. And I was like, yeah, I'll, yeah, all right. You know, he said, he showed me a couple of yeah. videos. He showed me the one uh, where uh, they kicked you out the masjid. Uh-huh. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, I got to meet gotta this Got to have him. <laughs> got to have You know, that, that was an interesting video. It, you know, that's funny. That's your first experience of meeting me. But I remember meeting you probably about three years ago or something. And where you had came to the masjid. SubhanAllah. Yeah, you came to the masjid. And uh, you gave this beautiful talk about emotional, uh, like, responsiveness and how you needed to be in touch with the emotional side. And you gave the story, the example of Surah, uh, from the story of Joseph, Yusuf, yes. alayhi salam. And you spoke about the problem that Yaqub, alayhi salam, had was that he bottled it 
and his emotions. And yeah. that caused him to just have an outburst at the end to the degree where he went blind from his tears. So I, I still remember that. And obviously, um, like you had just showed up once. And I just love, I love what, what really attracted me about this, bro. It's like how you were able to bring that psychological approach to it. You know what I mean? And it's, it's so beautiful that the sciences support the, the intellect and the emotions that are in the Quran. And you brought it to life for me, honestly. Alhamdulillah. And this is what we want to do with the show. Yes. Right? Because I feel like you do the same thing. I, I think try. that you, you connect uh, society yeah. to Islam. Try, yeah. Yeah, and definitely. And I'm connecting psychology you and mental it. health to Islam. Yeah. But, but really... Islam is connected to all of those things. It is. And, and you know, I was telling, I was having a conversation about this with someone yesterday. I was like, how is it that once upon a time, Muslims were like the pioneers and yes. stuff. And they were the yes. forefront, the leaders, right? They were the ones in the sciences, the technology, uh, the, the philosophy, theology. We were the lead, architecture, engineering. We were the top of the top. And then all of a sudden, we fall back from that sort of stuff. And instead of us being in the forefront, now all of a sudden, we are in the backseat. You know, I mean, like, not at the top positions anymore. We want to yes. change that. We want to motivate people to get back to where we belong. Yeah. We belong in those spots, you know? But I, I do believe that we've lost our intention, our direction which was the focus was Allah his deen the hereafter the sunnah we've got away from that but alhamdulillah we're, we're here to try to revive that you know what I mean we're the Muslims and we want our spot back yeah we want it back <laughs> we, we want it back you know but we're gonna earn it back I like this one you know it, right. but you know what Sheikh we, we hear these stories about Andalusia and oh the this and that but I'm like all right cool but what about now? Talk Correct. to me about now. Let's not live in the past anymore. Let's talk about now. You know what I mean? And the, the the biggest pioneers we're in right now is like being Uber drivers. I'm being serious. And I, I, I hate this. I hate saying something like that because it's an honest way of living. I get it. And I, this is not an insult to anyone. But it's just like, come on, Muslims. Like, we're we looking, were the scientists yeah, once upon wanna, a time. We want to do more. And we still are. I, yeah. think that, I think that one of the issues is that is that we still are. And again, that's, that's one of the other reasons why we created this podcast. Definitely. Right? Definitely. To highlight the things that the Muslims are are doing right because yeah. look in some ways we're following yeah. in some ways we're participating and in some ways we're leading true um i think that as muslims we don't always put out we don't brag enough yeah that's interesting right oh we got to humble ourselves don't let the right know from the left and so on and so forth but listen but but allah even allah he says in the quran if you give openly or if you give secretly allah is the one who knows right and so allah mentions giving openly and secretly true and and the Sahaba, how do we know the Sahaba used to compete in Sadaqah? Good point. Right? Good point. Because they weren't all giving in secret. Yeah. Sometimes they would give openly so that people knew and that they were actually competing with each other. You know what's so crazy that you say that? I remember I was doing like some social experiment and I was doing something and people were like, brother, hide your good deeds. Hide these sort of things like that. But what you don't understand is that even in like in the message when they ask for that donation or when the messenger is asking who is going to donate and you've seen companions fighting for that position, that was not only for obviously the record showing that they did that, but it was going to motivate everyone around them. Hey, I want to contribute. It might not be my much, but I'm going to play my role and everyone has a role to play. So there's nothing wrong with doing that and bragging a little bit in a halal way and not in a braggadocious, arrogant way. But this is going to inspire a lot of other people to step their games up, too. This is true. And, and look, I, I say to uh, I say to the Muslims, I did this once uh, at uh, NYU. Mm. Right. And I'd ask the students, I said, how many of you are smart? How many of you are really intelligent? And no one would really raise their hand, maybe three mm-hmm. people out of the whole audience. And okay. I said, how many of you feel like Allah blessed you with intelligence? Then everybody raised yeah. their hand. Yeah. And I said, you know, what's the difference? 
Wow. Right? What's yeah. the difference? You struggle to acknowledge something about yourself because you're so afraid. You feel like you're going to be an apostate, right? If you don't always mention Allah's name, like we don't know, right? Mm. So I give them the example. So let me ask you, what's what's the, so is there a humility factor in that? Yes. Well, I think that because it's part of it is the way that we're teaching humility. Okay. Right. We're, so I, I say that we're confusing low self-esteem with humility. Mm. Right? I like that. I, feel like we're, we're I like that. Confusing low self-esteem with humility, and because if anybody acknowledges anything good at, about himself, oh, you know, you're okay. you're, you're being arrogant. Okay. Right? Okay. When the Prophet okay. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he Salaam. defined arrogance. Wow. Right? The arrogance is looking down on the people <laughs> yeah. and re rejecting the, the truth, truth. Yeah. When it yeah. comes to you, if yeah. you're not doing that, yeah. Alhamdulillah, yeah. for the most part, let's agree that gotcha. you're probably not being arrogant, yeah. right? And so I, I gave the, the people this this hadith about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right? Mm -hmm. The Prophet, and we all know this hadith, right? Khairukum khairukum li ahli wa na khairukum li ahli, right? The best of flex you. on us, Sheikh. I like it. Flex on us. I like it. This is no humility, man. Flex on us. Let's go. Allah. <laughs> I <ain't> nobody. <laughs> the best. This is it. That's yeah. the extent of yeah. right. Don't mention it. <laughs> right. Uh, the best amongst you is the one who's best to his family. Sure. Meaning his wife. Sure. Right. And I'm the best to my family. And I always say to the people, especially in therapy, I say to the to the Muslims who are struggling with their self image and self self esteem, that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now he uh -huh. said, and I'm the best to my family. Mm. Did he say? Well, alhamdulillah, I'm the best in my family. Uh, 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 Did he uh, say, subhanallah? Alhamdulillah. Wa huwa ni'matu min Allah. Uh, 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 uh. Right? That's a good point. That's an interesting point. He didn't say point. any of that. That's an interesting point. He said, and I'm the best. It's a, it's a, it's a, I'm saying it. I'm the it's best. It's a truth. I'm the best. Now, wow. But think about, but think about, sorry to cut you off, but like, think about this. Like, look at the ownership that he's having that can make an identity of who you are. Yes. That's a positive identity to associate yourself with. I am the best to my family. And guess what? Now that you set that standard, you're going to want to live up to that standard every single time. Like, hey, when you find yourself not being the best to your family, you're going to be like, oh, I am the best to my family. And not in a way where you reject the truth if your family is giving you some feedback, like, hey, hey, you actually being a jerk to me. Right. Like, no, no, no. I'm the, you're going to live up to those standards because you're creating that sort of atmosphere and vibe for yourself where you're like, you know what? No matter, And whenever you're about to do something wrong, you're like, I'm someone, I'm a Muslim. I'm That's someone right. who's, and you hold yourself to higher standards. That's right. And this, but this is exactly what I mean. This is mm. why I say that we're confusing low self-esteem with humility. Tell me more about that. Right? Like, I feel like that's so deep. How many of us blame the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and their hadith for not mentioning Allah? Mm. Mm. We don't even consider it. We're no, not even thinking. We're not even thinking from that perspective because it's because we know it's it's a given mm -hmm. that he is thinking Allah. He, it's all from Allah. Who do we think that he thinks blessed him to be the best to his family? Mm -hmm. He knows it. He knows it, and we know he knows. We know it. he knows. He, he knows it. Yeah, he doesn't have right? to. And so, but for us, we're so shy. Now, look, so, there are so many of us who are ungrateful to Allah, of course, mm -hmm. but we we have to get out of this mode where. We're so reluctant to acknowledge anything good about wow. ourselves and that we only give the good about ourselves to Allah because and that this is another look and that, look, this has nothing to do with any of our scripted topics. Yeah, no, I'm it's not. It's not, it. but I think that this is the beauty, and this is why we said we needed the podcast. Because like <laughs> these are the types of conversations we've had over the phone. These are the types of conversations we've had uh like just off camera. Mm -hmm. And this is the type of stuff that people need it. Because think about this, Shake. Like, how many people are having self uh, self-esteem issues, yes. self uh self-image issues, yes. body issues, right? Everything. Why is it that because 
they feel like, you know, like perhaps Allah hasn't blessed them or, right. or the fact that they're not being thankful enough to Allah. That's but right. that needs to get addressed. You said something important. You said that um, they're confusing the humility with low self-esteem. That's right. That's because important. the things that we're doing to stay humble are really, in psychology, those are the things that make you have low self-esteem, right? So in, in psychology, the things that, that we say are the, are the foundations of low self-esteem is what we're teaching in Islam is humility. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not saying that psychology is better than Islam. I get what you mean. What I'm saying to you is that we're pulling the wrong things from out of Islam, right? Mm-hmm. For instance... And look, I'm only drawing on Quran and Sunnah. Yeah. And Sunnah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right? For sure. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he says that Allah loves to see the effects of his favor on his slaves. True. True. So when Allah blesses you with something, it should show. Allah wants to see you, he loves to see the effect of it. Wow. Allah doesn't want to bless you with something. Yeah. And then oh that was luck. I uh, passed the exam. Uh, it's just the teachers being uh, nice to me. Or, that's low self-esteem. You know, my, that's low self-esteem. my friends. Straight or, up. That's know. not humility. That's low self-esteem. Yes. Does my, that explain why you got those flint gray Jordans on, Sheikh? I <laughs> peeped them. I peeped them. All right? Allah has blessed you, mashallah. And it's showing with those oh, flint gray Jordans. Funny story about those, right? Funny story. Those are actually the first, you know, first Jordans I've ever owned. And it was oh, by my sister. It was by my sister. Mashallah. It's a true funny story about that. Honestly, one of my favorite pairs because it was actually... My first pair of Jordans ever, uh, and uh, I bought them from Finish Line. And subhanAllah, crazy story. I ordered them, but they had like, it was some imperfections with them, you know? Mm. So I, I called Finish Line back and for them to send me a renewal. And they said, yeah. look, we're going to send you a return receipt so you could ship it back to me. We could do that sort of stuff. This was in the new time when shipping was a thing, you know, yeah. like 2003, 2004, because, you know, we take it for granted. Anyways, um, one day I, I'm leaving my house and the USPS guy is coming up and he has like two boxes of sneakers. I'm like, wait, what is this? And they sent me two more pairs of them and I didn't even have to send them back. And, and that's where my entire sneaker fanatic craze <laughs> began from. So they gave they me a little, they, they knew, they created a monster. <laughs> we to my sister. extra big rocket crash. <laughs> but, but this is the thing, right? And at that time, we didn't have a lot, right? Yeah. But I wanted to show somehow, like, I did have a lot, right? Yeah. And that's not what Allah is, like, asking us to do. Like, if, if Allah has blessed you with something within your means, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't be going in overdraft. Your your account yeah, shouldn't correct. be overdrafting. You shouldn't be putting on credit cards correct. to get something you know you can't afford. Correct. So if you can't afford it, bismillah, you afford, you rock what you can. And guess what? Allah is going to put barakah in a way that he's going to make that, you know, regular suit look like some, you know, bucks. Gucci kind of that's joy. Right. because. You've trusted in Allah, you've spent within your means, and you still look beautiful, mashallah. That's right. I'll tell you a secret. Yeah. Rich people buy cheap clothes. Why do you think that is? Because this is one of the football players I was just uh, reading, uh, listening to a story about. He used to shop, you know, at Sears and all that other kind of mm-hmm. things. He'd buy like a $15 shirt and all of mm-hmm. that. And they said, well, you know, you make all this money. Why do you buy these inexpensive clothes mm-hmm. like this? And he said, because I'm rich, everybody's going to assume it's expensive anyway. Oh, <laughs> but you, you know what? Let me let me pause that for a second, right? It doesn't mean like if you have some type of money, right? It has to like, I'm not into uh, nice, fancy stuff, but because I have money, I have to get some designer stuff now. What we're trying to suggest is that, you know, like if, if, if having 
you know, nice sneakers is your thing. Okay, that's your thing. That's okay. That's okay. You know what I mean? But some people like to overdo it and make it their thing because that's like a social class or sign that you have money. And now you're doing it for someone besides Allah, besides yourself. You're doing it to please the people. So if having nice sneakers is your thing, listen, Spurge on some sneakers. That's your thing. But if it's not your thing, don't yes. spend it on something that is your thing. I want to give you another example. Go right? for it. So I had, when I first accepted Islam, uh, Someone, one of my uh, family friends, he'd asked me to buy him a thobe from, mm -hmm. a, from, you know, we live in North Jersey, South Jersey, don't have as much. Mm -hmm. Right. So he said, oh, if you can find me a red thobe, let me know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've never seen one, but it don't hurt to ask. Okay. Right. I'm new in the slam. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. So I go to the store and the brother, he says to me, oh, the men aren't allowed to wear red. Okay. Right. That's yeah. a female color and it's not yeah. permissible for the men to look like women. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know that. You know, again, I don't know everything. You knew. You knew. I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I don't, yeah. that don't really sound right to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I'm giving you the long story about how I found this hadith, right? Mm -hmm. And again, this is all about self-esteem. Yeah. So I'm like, let me investigate this issue because sure. whenever somebody comes up to me with something, I always investigate it. And issue. something that doesn't sit well, especially. Yes. Yeah. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, so, what is correct, it sets the heart at ease. Mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. what is haram, what is incorrect, <laughs> it wrestles about uh -huh. in your breast. Uh-huh. Even if the people have weighed in on it. Listen, right? uh, adding to this, one of my good friends mentioned the other day, he was just like, bro, is it haram if uh, a girl marries me uh, just uh, uh, just for like my passport or something like that? <laughs> He's asked, I said, the fact that you had to ask me that is your own answer. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't have to ask that question. This shouldn't be something, you know, like people, that's what I mean. Obviously, there's certain questions that you should ask fic wise. I get that. Yes, but there's certain things that you should know. Like, what do you think about that, man? Like it doesn't feel no, right. But, no, but think about it. Think about the young man who asked the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, make zina mm -hmm. halal for me. Yeah. I get it. He had I get that, it. Look at how much benefit we get from that hadith. Very true. Just as generations generations after Muslims. For a question that, if someone asked it today, we would feel like, why would you ask me that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this is even from the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how patient he was with people who asked him mm -hmm. dumb questions. Mm -hmm. Right? Or questions that everybody knows the answer yeah. to. Right? Because we all know the answers. We know it's halal and haram, but we yeah. still struggle with them. Right? And so, but but again, I want to... Going back to I'm that sorry, point. Yeah. Sorry, no, no, no. Going back I'm, to that point. We're going to be all over the place. Yeah, no, it. it's okay. Right? And so I'm investigating this yes. issue of the red thing. And again, mm. this is about self-esteem. And so I find a hadith about the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was gifted a red cloak. Okay. And the, the sahaba who was narrating the hadith, mm -hmm. he said, I never saw a man more handsome mm -hmm. on that day than the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was in that red cloak. Wow. Wow. He was shocked. Mm-hmm. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was sharp. Think of the hadith that we, we, we talked about this, the, the hadith about arrogance, right? Mm -hmm. When the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, so the one awesome. with an ounce of pride will not enter into Jannah. No. And what was, the, what was the reaction of the Sahaba? He said, Ya Rasulullah. I like the drip. The drip. <laughs> I like the drip. I like the, I like the Vs, you know, like their yes. version. I like them, like yes. these things, you know, like yes. what am I supposed to do about that sort of desire? Correct. And, and he corrected that. Exactly. Mm. Right. And so here we go. This is, the, this is, again, this is what we're trying to accomplish with the podcast, yeah. right? True. Like we should, we should look nice. We should present ourselves in the best way. We should be happy about because, and again, this is, look, Allah, Allah, of course, he always says it best. Right. Which of the favors of your Lord will you two deny, no, right? Yeah. Allah wants you 
to appreciate and acknowledge the mm. favor that he has had mm. on you. Mm. And we think of the Kufar as they're the ones who disbelieve and they reject mm. all mm. the Allah's ayat mm. and Allah's favor. Mm. But it's us sometimes too. It's not that we reject them, it's just that we're struggling to accept them. So, okay, so let's let's stick on this topic, okay? And let's transition for a quick second because I know what we wanted to talk about yeah. and we're still going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. But here's my question about that, okay? Um, you know what's happening in the world right now, Black Lives Matter, protests this and that you know what i mean and our hearts go out to those who are suffering and those who are murdered and killed and just unjustly yeah. there and i'm just i'm so i feel so blessed though to know that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to allow an innocent's life to go unnoticed yes. you know what i mean um as muslims obviously we know about the atrocities that happen across the globe to muslims by by the barrel full you know yeah. what i mean and we it, it goes overlooked all the time and i feel like the world is at a turning point where if someone didn't care about that before now they're going to start taking note a little bit more you know so how do we wrestle with this idea where a lot of times people feel that these are not muslim issues whereas in you know like they're protesting well you know well muslims aren't supposed to protest you know muslims are supposed to do these things and they might narrate a hadith to you they might narrate yeah. something like that yeah. how, what, what's that wrestle like how do we approach that i don't have my own personal opinion about protesting i'm sure. not a, i'm not a protester but i'm not a protester same, same. for different reasons mm -hmm. right like I try not to get into the fifth of whether or not protesting is halal or haram. Good, because the, and I don't think that was my question either. No, yeah, yeah. but but that's yeah. really but that's really where a lot of it comes from. Yeah. I think um, for me, it's what do I feel like is the most effective use of my energy and advocacy for mm, the people, right? Mm, mm. And so, what I would say to the people is, if protesting isn't your thing, make something else your thing. Got it, right? Get out there. You know, I know a sister who protests. Mm -hmm. Right. And she even she over the years has started to say to me, like, you know, Dr. Ray, I don't know what's what's this all about. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we really getting? How are we really benefiting? Like in the long run, Got what it. have we really accomplished with a lot of our protesting? And there is a, there, a protesting. Alhamdulillah, they raise the awareness to the issue. Sure. Right. Like, sure. But after that, there's like the public policy part of it. And so if you're against protesting, get involved in some kind of way where you're making some change, right? Because mm -hmm. the Muslims, Allah, he says, Kuntum ummatin nas, mm -hmm. right? That we are the best nation to come forward for mankind, wow. right? Because we command the people towards ma'roof and we uh, we uh, we okay. push them away from, you know, sinfulness and disobedience, no. Salah, and no. all of those kinds no. of things. The third thing Allah mentions is, and you believe in Allah. Yeah. Right? That's important. Allah doesn't mention That's a little important. First. Yeah. Allah doesn't yeah. mention that first, yeah. right? When, when Allah has every right for, for that mm -hmm. to be the thing that he mentions yeah. first, alhamdulillah. And so I'm saying this, why? Um, because we're supposed to be leading and we're supposed to be an example for justice. Mm -hmm. And we should be fighting for justice for Got the it. people. Got and it. we should be fighting for justice even when it's outside of the sight of the people. This is my opinion. Yeah. Right? Like, alhamdulillah, I've appreciated, I, I think that since George Floyd and, and so many other people have passed away, Breonna Taylor, all of the people who have been killed over all of the years, I mean, we can just, we can go from Trayvon Martin all no. the way back to Emmett Till, yeah. all the way back even before all of yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, and say that this has been going on on, this this hasn't changed because the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says that a that there won't be a time except that the time for, to follow it will be worse. Mm. 
right? Mm, yeah. So even though our society so is getting worse, as you can see, it's progressively going our worse. Our societies yeah. are advancing, but but make no mistake, things are getting worse for yeah. us societally. Yeah. Addiction is moral wise. Yeah. Moral morality yeah. So wise. So many yeah. things are getting worse, and so sure. for us as Muslims, it's our responsibility yeah. to step forward. Yeah. And and because we have the solutions, we have something to offer. Correct. Right. Yeah. And so we can't just blame the people who protest. True. Right. We have to say, all right, if if I don't think that protesting is the most effective way, or even Islamically correct way. Sure. To go about advocating for change, then sure. what are you doing mm-hmm. to advocate for mm-hmm. change? What other options are you providing? Look, I think for myself, people have been asking me recently to do more talks about racism. Sure. Right? And discrimination. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I try to highlight is the fact that um, we have so much racism in Islam. Sure. Like, and, and I'm sorry, there's Within no racism in Islam. Okay. We have so much racism in the human beings <laughs> who are practicing Islam. No, right? I get what you mean. That, that I say for myself that racism is one of the accepted, one of the few things that's haram that's acceptable. Wow. Right? Smoking is haram, but it's yeah. acceptable. Yeah. Right? Cursing is haram, but it's acceptable. Gotcha. Beating on your wife is haram, but it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And being a racist in Islam, yeah. right? For the Haram. But it's but acceptable. It's, it's, it's acceptable. And, by, and just to be clear for those listening into this, Islam we're not saying obviously it's society as a society we become numb to it. We've you know accepted it as our own as a thing as a ah uh, you know. And you know what? Those who talk about these things are often the black sheep. They're right. often the ones who are shunned. Instead That's of actually right. us uh, addressing the issue and shunning what the problem is, right. uh, we get shunned for the problem. And and right. just to mention this, you know, recently a sister. Um, was arrested yeah. for providing medical assistance, and you're aware of this in Miami, Florida. And um, what she was got she arrested. Doing just to tell the people, listen, she was at the protest, but she was the medical staff at the protest, meaning she was there to provide medical aid. And there's videos of her when a person is down, either from dehydration because it's hot, mm-hmm. she's pulling them in and getting them, giving them help. So, so the sister is obviously providing medical attention. Cops don't like what she's doing; they arrest her. Okay, she gets put into the jail. And then all of a sudden, for her mugshot, they're asking her to take off her hijab. Now, obviously, that's unconstitutional, so on and so forth, all those sort of rights happening. Okay, cool. That happened. Then she was put into the cell without her hijab as well, too. Okay. A whole bunch of things, right? I'm not going to talk about the constitutional rights, this and that. The problem is that I had with this, right, is that when people heard about this issue, that's where, like, you see, she shouldn't have even been at the protest in the first place. Yeah. And I'm like, time out, yeah. time out, time out, time out. Yeah. Can you put that aside for a second and actually talk about the real injustice that's taking place? And this is where your what you're talking about. Your sister is humiliated. Your sister is humiliated. Yet, out of your mouth, the first thing that's coming out, she shouldn't have been there. Right. How insensitive is that? But but that's our culture as, as Muslims, not yeah. the culture of the religion yes, again. Yes, right? yes, yes. Because we, we, we're so quick to blame each other and we're so quick to look for each other's failings or our disagreements with each other that we forget the humanity in our brothers and sisters, even though we disagree with them. Why do you think we're looking for people's failures? Why is it, does that make us feel better about ourselves? Are we projecting our 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 like insecurities onto others? Like what is that? It is, right? Like yeah. the one thing that I learned in this in Islam from the culture of the Muslims, yeah, is that many of us are oppressed peoples. Mm-hmm. Right? Many mm-hmm. of us are coming. This is the importance I tell the people learn black history. History, yeah. Learn black history. Okay. Right? Learn your history, of yeah. course, of your culture. But if you're in America, learn black history in America. Why? 
because so that you learn the importance of, for fighting for your own cultural rights, your own cultural identity wow. and having some pride in yourself that doesn't involve tearing other people down Wow! in order to build yourself up. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that we're. You we're, hit it. You, we're you struggling said it. to be close to whiteness mm -hmm. in our cultures, mm -hmm. right? Against each other. And we're struggling to be close to rightness mm. in our culture. If I'm right, I'm better. Mm. Because every other message outside tells me that I'm wrong. So are you so think about this. You said something really interesting. So basically, instead of us fighting for justice, right? That's basically the hint of arrogance where you're more focused on being right yes. than accepting the truth than it comes to you. Yes. You get what I mean? And that's that's, right. that's essentially what arrogance is. Yep. And 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 not and not treating each other like we're but why are we so disunited now? Why can't we come together with one unified message mm -hmm. about what's right and wrong that we see in this country? Sure. Right? Because we're fighting with each other so much over like very, very trivial issues, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so the, look, the, the one thing, the one thing that comes to mind for me is I think when I talk about black history, right? When you look at how have black people been effectively oppressed, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, systematically, really, in two ways that we have more power against than we realize, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. One is we we are disunited from each other. The black woman. You mean the, the black community itself? Yes. Okay. The black woman and the black man were set. They were pitted as enemies against each other. Really? Yes. This is a thing. Yes. Wow. How do you not know that? No. How, tell me more. I didn't. I didn't know about this. All right. So let's look at let's look at a housing project called Pruitt and Igo. Okay. It's in uh, St. Louis. Missouri. Okay. It's gone now. Okay. Right. There's a documentary called the Pruitt I Go Myth. Okay. There were a lot of like slums and shanty towns okay. in St. Louis, right? And there were a lot of black people living there. Okay. And they wanted to take over that area, the wealthy developers. They wanted to take over the area and move the people into a different area. So they decided, okay, we're going to build this housing tenement. It's going to be brand new. We're going to move those people out of the area that we want. We're going to put them into this new housing area. Got it. We're going to attract them to it. Because they're low-income people, sure. we're going to attract them to it by saying, you know, we're going to pay your rent. Okay. Move into this new beautiful place, and we're going to pay your rent. Okay. Sure, everybody's going to go for that. Sure. But here's what they tell the women. Okay. You can move into it, but you have to move into it alone. The father of your children can't come. Whoa. And they're married. Most of these people Whoa. are Whoa. Your husband, not only can he not come, they say he has to leave the state. Whoa. He has to leave the state. Whoa. And so what you have, this is the beginning of single motherhood being rampant Wow! in this community because wow. it wasn't rampant in the wow. community before. Wow. And now what you have is men who don't leave. They, they pretend to leave the state, but they're sneaking in to be with their own families. Wow. Now being with your family is haram. Wow. If we catch a man in here, we're going to kick you out. Wow. Why, 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 why were they doing that? How do you think they're doing it? I don't, I don't know. Why, why are they doing it? They're trying to break the families up. Yes. So, and you know what? That's so interesting because that's exactly what the shaitan wants. He loves that. Isn't that a devilish the thing to do? Yeah. the work of the shaitan. Oh, subhanAllah. And when you think about it, what is happening now to the Muslim man and the Muslim woman? Mm. Splits. Don't let that man oppress you, girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Take yeah. that thing off. I know you don't want to be married. Oh, man. yeah, yeah. Can I, can I just say something about that? They call the, the, what do they call them? COVID burkas? No, this man. This is what one of the politicians said. I'm not wearing a mask. He called it a COVID burka. Wow. Wow. He called it because Islam 
is the symbol of oppression to these wow. people. You know, what's interesting about what you just said about this entire situation, about and especially the last part you just said, think about even in the mainstream how Muslims are depicted, right? And I, I want to show this like for those who are feeling really, really proud about how Muslims are being depicted in the more mainstream right now, okay? So if you take a look at the way Muslims are portrayed right now, some people might be really proud. Like, hey, Muslims are actually on the mainstream. You have uh, Apple putting out a original movie for Apple TV, right? Called uh, Hala. It's about a girl. And her journey is of her taking off her hijab. Mm. That's the journey. Mm-hmm. But look, Muslims are in the mainstream. You should be happy. Here's the second one. What's in the mainstream? The woman taking off her hijab. Okay, okay, cool. But you know what? These are the stories that we can tell. These are the stories which shows that we're one of you. We're just normal. Well, that's not true at all. Okay, leave that. We have a show like Rami, and I have nothing but love and respect for the dude. He's a Palestinian brother, I believe, or Egyptian brother, I think, who has his own show, Muslim Dude, right? And the show's about his crisis of faith that he's having. Which is real. Which is a real thing. Yes. But it's also him portraying certain things that are not, like, okay. I've never seen it. The point, the point is, it's like, you know, it would be jokes like the following, right? Like, you know, hey, I'm on, um, I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted between um, it being three in the morning, right? And praying Fajr yeah. or going to my Tinder match that I just found, Ooh. right? I'm conflicted <laughs> between that, right? And the way they're portraying the Muslim is like someone, a Muslim who is struggling with their faith. That's the only way someone could vibe or relate to you, right? Which I think that those are two examples of how Muslims are in the mainstream, but both of them have a common theme of struggle. Yes. Okay, cool. Here's a recent video that went on the YouTube trending page, Sheikh, trending page, okay? Which is so difficult to even get on. How do you get on when no one knows? But it was about a sister, a blog. Blogger, a Muslim sister blogger, right? Who has a hijab tutorial site. That's how she started. Whole brand doing her thing. You know, mashallah, good for you. Her video was number seven in the world for trending on YouTube, right? Why? Because she came out deciding and explained to everyone why she's taking off her hijab, okay? Yeah. So my question to you is this. If the media is portraying Muslims in this manner, why is it for someone to break into the mainstream such as ourselves? Why is this podcast going to struggle more than the average uh, podcast to actually get up there? Why is that? Is that an actual systematic oppression? Is there people doing that? Or is this just me, you know, making excuses and, and you know, for this sort of stuff? This, this, is, this is my point, you know? Yeah. That I'm trying to make uh, behind, like telling you about those things. What are your thoughts? No, it's Look, a thing. <laughs> again, this is why I'm saying that you have to. I think as Muslims, you have to study Black history, mm-hmm. right? This is a playbook that Black people have all seen before. Mm-hmm. The Muslims are new to it. Mm-hmm. The Pakistani Muslims wow. are new to it. Okay. The Palestinian Muslims are new to it. Wow. Right. The Jordanian Muslims living here. Got it. Got it. Got it. Everyone's this new is, to it. This is all new mm-hmm. to, to them to see. But for us, this is there's only certain messages that are allowed to get out about you. True. Right. Look at that. Look what you said. Listen what you just said. A messages about you. So you're taking the narrative, right? Now all of a sudden you think you're in charge of the narrative, but look at the narrative that you're providing for the people. Yes. That you're a struggling person and that's the only way you can vibe with someone. And look, in reality, Muslims are just struggling to smoke weed and, you know, have relations with women or a, a girl wearing the hijab is wearing some type which of is, oppression. Which is fair, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's fair to present that because it's real life, True. right? True. But if you were to present the life of somebody who was a conservative practicing Muslim 
who was having other kinds of struggles in their lives, mm-hmm. but weren't as salacious mm-hmm. as this. Oh, that was an SAT word. Shit. Come on, now. But this Mashallah. is kind of, look, <laughs> yeah. It would entertain us. Like, yeah. look, uh, look at all of the entertainment that as Muslims we consume, mm. that's not all of that. Mm. And we enjoy true, it. True, true, true. We enjoy it, yeah. right? It's not a problem. The Muslims the Muslims don't mind consuming something yeah. that's not tawdry. Yeah. Good right? point. You Good know point. What I mean? like, that's true. That's true. We all know. We all have a Netflix account. Let's relax now, all right? No, but you, yeah. you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I get like, it. I get like, it. What is that? What is the, the Turkish show that everybody's watching? Portugal. They love it. That's not, I don't think there's anything. I haven't seen it, right? Yeah. But from what I've heard, it's not, and it's Turkish, right? I don't yeah. think the Turks really go. I've seen some Turkish shows. Yeah. They don't really go hard like that, like showing. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's not like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're not yeah. tackling issues like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the people, and the Muslims love it, right? Yeah. We, they eating it up. Yeah. And so it, it just goes to show like we're not really for that stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. really, it's really our mainstream society mm-hmm. that wants. It's for them. Yeah. We want to show the people, look, the Muslims yeah. are just as bad as you are. They yeah. know better than you. Wow. Listen, look, man, that's they real. They know better than you. Look, look, I want to, I, 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 I tell a story every once in a while. I was watching a documentary on one of the wars in the Middle East, right? And one of the soldiers, they were clearing out this neighborhood mm-hmm. and they were looking for some guy. They bust into one of the rooms. They start searching the room. Where do they find? They find a dirty magazine. Okay. He holds up the magazine to the camera like, Psh. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be right. Like, he's looking at the camera like, these guys supposed to be righteous, right? Mm. Like, the Muslims are sinners too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're, yeah. they're, they're looking for the failures in us. Wow. And that's what they want to present yeah. to the people. That's so interesting. And that's what so you, interesting. And what you, but what do you only hear about black people? Mm-hmm. Failures. Failures yeah. and the struggles and all, you know what I'm saying? And you know what the general public perception of those are of like, you know, single uh, single parents, deadbeat dads kind of vibe with how people. Did, how did it wind up happening? Mm-hmm. Look at Pruitt Igo. Yeah. Look at, it's you got systematic. men sneaking it's out actual, of their own yeah. houses mm-hmm. to hide the fact that they're with their own family. Wow. And they're good fathers. Yes. Yes. And good husbands. If I catch you with your husband. Mm. You're all out of here. Wow. And then what wow. you have is a neighborhood full of single men wow. around all of these married women. Wow. Who want what they want from these lonely married women. Yeah. And I don't want to have nothing to do with these kids. Wow. Man. You desperate and I'm, I'm available. And this sounds like a straight up plan. You know what I mean? How much of that are we living today as Muslims? A lot. A lot of that. A lot of that, you know, it's it's so sad. I think that you really hit it on the head. You're talking about like it's the failures, but you know what? I want to push our th- thinking a little bit and just say, look, this is why. And earlier in the conversation, we we're talking about how you know Muslims were at the forefront, and we still can be, and we still could get back there, and we we're still doing some things there. And I think this is why we need Muslims who are in the arts as well. We need Muslims who are writers, right? I think that there can be a show. There could be a show, right? That you keep it absolutely within the permissibility within Islam and you make it awesome writing. We need we need Muslims in everything. Mm -hmm. I'm not into politics. I I love politics. Yeah. I love politics. Study politics. I'm not into being a politician because I know what comes along with that. Mm -hmm. I'm a I'm a pretty conservative guy. Mm -hmm. And so I know how I I will vote on stuff. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think I'm I'm a Democrat, but yeah. I don't think I would be a Democrat for very gotcha. long because gotcha. I know I'm gonna be voting on issues that I know are haram. Mm-hmm. And they be like, you ain't no Democrat. Yeah. Right? Like I, yeah, yeah. 
I get it, yeah. right? But I, do I think that Muslims should be involved in the politics? Yes. I'm not a fireman either, but I think we need Muslim firemen. We need we need Muslims yeah. to be in all of that, yeah. right? We, because we need to be represented. Yeah. I think that... And, and Otherwise, someone else is going to represent our narrative for us. If we don't fill the space. Got you. If, if yeah. we don't fill the space, and this is where I teach people in therapy. Yeah. Tell people what you're doing and what your intentions are behind why you're doing it. Mm. Why? Because not because you need to explain yourself, but because you want to protect them from making assumptions. Because a lot of times when we fill in those gaps for ourselves about what someone else is doing, mm-hmm. we might fill it in with something that serves a us, story. but not the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Good point. And so look, shameless plug. Yeah. I'm creating, we're writing the screenplay Good. for um uh, a miniseries. Okay. A Muslim mental health miniseries. Beautiful. We're gonna follow the lives. Of four or five Muslim therapists. It's a friendship group. Okay. okay. And we're going to follow their lives. We're going to sit in therapy sessions with them. We're going to go home and sit with their wives and husbands and meet their mothers and fathers. We're modeling it after the show in treatment. Okay. Right? And... Awesome. Because, I can't because wait. we need to start filling this space. We do. There's, there's no, a gap. There's no Muslim American content. Look, this is what I'm saying, right? I think that this is... The fact that... Look, I'm not hating on those things, but it's just, it's the fact that it's showing the failures more than anything else. Okay, yes. cool. But it also is creating opportunity because like, hey, if they can do it, we can get it as we well. Can do it. We can do it. But we're not studying the blueprint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? We're, we're not studying. I was on the way up here. We drove down Malcolm X Boulevard. I okay. could have chosen any street. I could have chosen Adam Clayton Powell. I could have chosen any, any street really to turn down uh-huh. to come here. Uh-huh. But then we turn on Malcolm X Boulevard and I turn off we on Malcolm X Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Right, my mm. wife is Canadian. She don't know a whole lot about any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I was sitting with a brother who grew up with Malcolm X. Wow. I was sitting with a brother who uh, another brother who slept in Malcolm X's bed. Wow. What's that like? Subhanallah. Mm. And I was wishing my wife was in the car with the kids because they were sleeping. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to come in. I'm like, I wish she had come. And I was dropping off flyers at this match. Mm-hmm. And how I wound up in this conversation, Allahu Akbar. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish my wife was in here. Why? Because there's so much. There's so much about our history in this country mm. that can benefit the Muslims mm-hmm. that, that really we need to, we need to take these lessons and start to live them. Got it. Right. As Muslims. Got it. Because there's so much of a blueprint of how we can be fighting for justice. And I want to, I want to mention something that we didn't really get to talk about. And I know we're all over the place, but this is going to be. No, I don't think so. I don't, but you know, it, not only is it the nature, but I don't think it's really all over the place. I think these are all connected to what we're saying. MashaAllah. You have to suffer mm. for progress. The early Muslims, they suffered and they struggled Good and point. they lost. Good and point. many of them lost their lives. Wow. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said many times he was powerless over it until Allah empowered him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So this is the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. Mm-hmm. I was sitting with the, the Imam the other day at, at my masjid, and he said, What is Asbab al Nuzul? What's the reason of the uh, revelation of Surah Sufat? Mm-hmm. He said, what, what was the victory that Allah is talking about? In a time where it looks like a clear failure and a loss. You get me? They weren't able to perform their pilgrimage. They're just feeling like, How is this? A- but yeah. Allah is describing it as a victory. Wow. This Look at the, the foresight. The wisdom foresight. It was at that moment uh-huh. that the victory was already... It doesn't look like it on them, paper. But it was a victory. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Where they were where they were turned around. Mm. And, and then they had to turn over captive to be killed. Wow. Wow. 
right? Yeah. And the people are mad at the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You're you're the messenger of Allah. Yeah. You're gonna let these people dictate yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what Allah is describing as a victory. Yeah. One of the reasons that we don't advocate for ourselves as Muslims, and this is one of the points that I was getting at earlier, right? <laughs> Special <laughs> guest. <laughs> My son is here, alhamdulillah. Well, what happened to his head? Did he fall? Playing, uh, making sujood in the masjid. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, mm. rubbing his head too hard. Oh, no. Oh, that's that's a beautiful, mm -hmm. that's a beautiful mark then. <laughs> he wants to be like daddy, mashallah. <laughs> so... We're not willing. We've been getting. I, I, said, this, I, I said that when I was making a point about what has placated the people, right? Mm. Is part of it is that we have so much privilege. Wow. As Muslims, mm -hmm. right? And I, even for the black community, right? Mm -hmm. I say Jordans are the thing, are symbolically the thing that killed the civil rights movement. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because we have so much more comfort. We have so many more rights now than we did before mm -hmm. that we got comfortable. Mm -hmm. right? So you think that because we were uncomfortable before, we, we were working hard. Rights. We were working we harder. For our rights. And now that we've been given enough to placate us, mm -hmm. we don't fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Our struggle has effectively ended and we're letting society as Muslims mm -hmm. dictate to us when we get involved. Got oh, it. Black Lives Matter. Everybody's on it. It's cool now. Okay. It's not. Wow. Okay, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, right? yeah, you're right. <laughs> Meanwhile, no one on the board is black. Yeah, right. True, <laughs> true. No, seriously, no one leading right? the salon and the master yeah. is black. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not, we're not really, really, really living up. We're just saying it because it's popular. We weren't saying it three years ago true. when we were going to get beat up for it. Sure. And we weren't even advocating for ourselves when we were getting Muslims were getting killed. Remember that mm -hmm. time when mm -hmm. Muslims were just getting killed randomly on the street? Wow. Wow. Right, this yeah. is the, the 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 two brothers who were walking home from yeah. the masjid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, that was. I Queens. remember that. Yeah. Right, just walking home, just got killed. It was overseas on Muslims. And, and and this is that imposter syndrome a little bit. You know, we we don't sometimes feel like we belong. Our voice shouldn't be. You get and, me. And if we stand up, we're going to lose our privilege. Uh, the little bit of privilege that we have. Yeah. We can pray free, freely in this masjid. We can walk down the street. We can participate don't in society. Don't disturb it. Don't disturb the peace. Don't wake them everybody. up. Don't wake the sleeping dog. I got my job. What you talking? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. you doing? Yeah. Saying yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah. I gave a khutbah once yeah. and I had mentioned just a verse when Allah talked about jihad. Jihad wasn't even a point of me talking yeah, about but the it was verse. Mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just mentioned. Someone came up to me after the khutbah, sweat on his brow, eyes darting back and forth. Why did you mention that? And bro, honestly, Come this on. is that type of victim mindset and mentality where you feel like you can't be yourself. You can't do all these. And, and you know, you're so worried about, hey, you know, are, are, are the FBI in here or whatever? When you realize that you have a voice, you have your own rights, stop being such a, stop playing on the defense. That's how Run they get Run up us. the score a little That's bit. That's how they get us. Mm. Because they know that we're disunited yeah. from each other. Yeah. That you're never, if anything happens We'll be a me, snitch against your own community for somehow. You're not, you're not going to advocate for me because you don't want to wind up on the list too. Yeah. You don't want them investigating you too. Yeah. And they know that, that in that, in, in that, in that sense that we're not going to be brave enough to fight for each wow. other. Wow. Wow. Right? I, I asked Yasser uh, uh, Fazaga 
I asked him, I said, how did you wind up on uh, um, uh, on the FBI's uh, watch list, mm. right? And he said that they told him because when it was discovered that we were spying on the Muslims and there was a community meeting where we had to come and answer questions to the community, you were one of the most vocal people complaining to us. That's what landed you on our list. Wow. That's why we're investigating you. Wow. Now. Wow. We're afraid and they know that we're afraid. Mm -hmm. And if, again, there are people who lost, I, I say to the people, black people fought and die so that your people can come here and call us niggers. Wow. Wow. Tell me I'm lying. You're not. That's straight. That's straight. Tell yeah. me I'm lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. This is, again, when people ask me, what can you do? Study. Number one, learn your religion. Absolutely. Number one, learn your religion. Look, look how much benefit we learn from just the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, just like that yes. mentioned that you, right, you had over there. And obviously, we're, we're not suggesting anything besides that. But, you know, obviously, Islam has everything. Uh, the Sunnah has everything for you to study. And that's absolutely something that you should be looking into. But for the current times that we're in right now, especially in a country like America, if you look at what you're suggesting is if you look at the black history of, uh, of black people in their struggle, you can see uh, common themes within what, what's happening within the Muslim community as yeah. well. And you can see how they were overcoming it and perhaps done some things and how we could take a page out of them as yes. well too. And, and we become so powerless, right? Mm -hmm. I want to I mention another thing that we were supposed Please. to be talking about, right? Is the psychological effects of what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. I remember when, when uh, in Palestine, when uh, the Israelis were bombing Palestine, mm -hmm. and this is maybe uh, four or five years ago. Got you. And there were a lot of children were dying because they were bombing hospitals and schools. Sure. And one of my clients came in and she was so emotionally traumatized. She's not Palestinian, she's mm -hmm. Stacy. She was upset. But she was just, and, but so many people were coming in that whole week. I can't believe what's going on. They were, this is vicarious trauma. Mm hmm. Tell us, what does that mean? Vicarious trauma is... Oh, like trouble through someone else. Trauma through someone else. Through witnessing and hearing uh -huh. about and learning about the trauma of someone else, you're learning. Vicarious learning is the learning through witnessing. Got it. Right? I learn if I, I see someone advocating for themselves and the people really respond well to it, I learned that there's power in advocating for yourself. Got it. Right? Got it. And so you, you learn from seeing the Palestinian people and the powerlessness of that situation mm -hmm. and all of the forces that were against them, Got it. that the people started to internalize the yeah. powerless, powerlessness too. I wish I can help them. They're powerless. I feel powerless. I yes. feel like there's nothing I can do yes. to help them. And yes. that's devastating to me too as Got a Muslim. It. My people are being killed. Got it. And there's nothing that I can do. Got At least it. I feel like that. And so we're living in this day and time now. What do you think is going to happen if you're watching what's happening to oppressed peoples mm -hmm. in this country and you're being reminded this is the fate of oppressed people in this country. Yeah. And you say to yourself, well, I'm a Muslim. I'm from amongst the oppressed people too. Wow. I can, I, it's not too many steps for them to do that to me. I'm yeah. brown. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. brown or I'm white. Yeah. But I'm white, but I've lost my privilege. Because I'm Muslim now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I had a woman once tell me that. Her mother, when she accepted Islam, uh, a white woman from Texas. Mm. You got all the privilege in the world, <laughs> a white woman from Texas. <laughs> and her mother grew up 
really struggling in a society that they, I don't want to give too many details sure, about sure, the sure, woman sure. because it'll be easy to figure out who she is. But this is a white woman and her mother grew up oppressed okay. culturally because of where they live. Sure. And so they come to the United States and there's privilege now. Sure. And she's like, why would you choose to be oppressed mm. as, a, as a white person? Yeah. She's saying to her daughter, why would you choose this yeah. to be oppressed? Mm -hmm. Right? And so we know that you're giving up. You're giving up your privilege. Not unlike what? The nigger lovers of the 30s. Mm -hmm. The nigger lovers of the 50s. The nigger mm -hmm. lovers of the 60s. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you throwing in with them? Yeah. You lose the white card. You lose that white privilege of yours. Because privilege can be taken. And that's my point. As Muslims... Mm -hmm. We know our privilege can be taken. Yeah, and we fear that. We fear we, losing and, that. And, and we and we don't want it to be lost. But the reality of it is, is that our our privilege has already been taken to some degree unless we fight for it. Okay, so let me let me get this straight, right? So just just so I can let me hear if I'm I'm getting you right, right? Because we have this privilege, right? And we know that perhaps we've not always had this privilege, and we have all our own history of colonialism and all these places that we come from ourselves, right? We have our own emotional baggage. Um, we feel like our privilege can be taken away. We're afraid of losing that privilege. Yes. Okay, cool. So this reminds me of something that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, tells us and teaches us. In in the Quran, he talks about this idea that, uh, you know, about how we fear our risk and imagine privilege as a risk, right? Yeah. That something comes from Allah, that privilege oh, comes oh. from Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about how the shaitan threatens us with the fear of loss, the fear of poverty, right? And with that threat, he causes us to perform immorality, yes. okay? So our fear of losing our privilege causes us to not stand up against the injustice, yep. to not stand up against enjoining the good and forbidding the evil, yep. you know what I mean? So we basically leave and abandon the laws that Allah has put us and taught us to do, okay? But while on the other hand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises you forgiveness and he promises you bounty, right? So what I'm understanding is that if we start focusing on losing that risk, that privilege of ours, we're really falling and falling trapped to the shaitan's plan to make us feel poor than when we are. We're not poor. We have more rights than we think. And we're forgetting that this privilege is not given to me by America, by yes. the West, by the white people. Yes. It's given by Allah as a test. And you might have to lose some of yours so that the people that come after you. Wow. Can have it. And isn't that the truth of what the companions had to go through? That's exactly what they had to go That's through. That's the only reason we're able to say we're Muslim openly in the park over here, mashallah. It's like, so the early Muslims, yeah. before they took Mecca, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's like how the United States is now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where the sinful, disbelieving people are in charge. Sure. And the Muslims are the few mm -hmm. who are in hiding, mm -hmm. not very openly practicing, all yeah. of those kinds of things. There's so many parallels. Yeah, there are. So there's so many lessons yes. that we can take from. Yeah. I always tell people this. Just Sahaba the Sita, just converts. looking at it. Yeah. I tell converts all that. The Sahaba were converts. They were converts. Learn how to be a convert from the stories the of. Subhanallah. That's so well said. And you know, you know Sheikh, like what, what I'm really gaining from this entire thing is that look, I, I, we spoke about a lot right now. We spoke about like our our where do we fit in as Muslims in society? And I think that we we need to start 
owning this place. Like this is our country too. Yes. We have a voice over here. That's right. And and yes, we need to acknowledge the privilege as a thankful, like thank you Allah for this bounty and ability. Because look, as Muslims, we do have privilege in this country that we can't have in a country like Palestine, for example, right? That's true. There's and in other Muslim countries where we can't openly practice uh, our Islam because of the oppressions that happen in over Muslim there. Muslim country. In Muslim country, absolutely, absolutely. And that's a scary thing to even admit, right? But what I'm understanding from this is knowing that these privileges come from Allah. We can't take them for granted. We can't get comfortable. We can't take our foot off the gas pedal, even though we think we see like the end of the racetrack right there. We need to keep pushing on mark our way in society, carve our carve our ways in society. There's examples of people who are doing that, maybe not in the best way possible, but it shows us proof of concept that it can happen. This country is built on that. This yes. country is built yes, to it be is. changed. Yes, and look, this idea of the concept of the American dream is a very real thing. There can be a Muslim place over here. Our place, we do fit in this place because this is our country as well. We have a voice over here and it's about time we start taking ownership of that. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Guys, listen to me right now. Like, if this is just the beginning, right? Like, we we were having conversation. There's so many other conversations, beautiful topics that are going to come later on. I I I, I want to say I I'm so humbled and appreciative of the fact that we were able to start this. Allah has given us the means, the technology, the bounty, the beauties to allow us to even do such a thing like this. And, you know, not to mention the humility with, in, uh, you know, insecurities and low self-esteem, but really it is such a blessing to have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives who allows us to do all these things. And I'm so grateful and privileged to have such a awesome co-host with me who can just make me sound smarter than I am. You know what I mean? Because I could just sit here and do a bunch of things like this. But then you say things like, like, you know, vicarious trauma and this and that. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> hang on. He's throwing out all these SAT words on me. I'm like, okay, Shaykh, we, 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 we have a really good partnership going over here. I'm so excited to start this new chapter in my life personally uh, for our families to meet and for That's us to true. do this thing, yes. mashallah, it's beautiful. May Allah bless it. I mean, bless I mean. And look, you asked a question earlier and I, I, I want to go back to it, right? Which mm -hmm. is, use whatever Allah blessed you with. Yes. Right? When Allah, he says, spend from what he has given you, mm -hmm. Right? We can't all pro protest. We can't all be in politics, but mm. we can use our platform. Yep. Right. Whatever your platform is, use it. Fight mm -hmm. for justice mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. And if 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 for nothing else, take it upon yourself just to be a better person. No. Don't be part of the problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least do that. Commit. I tell people commit to being a good person. Got it. Right. We can, we not all, we don't all, no one's a coward just because they don't have the courage to go out and sacrifice. No. Right. But at the same time, do as much as you can. We all have a role to play. Yes. Play it however you feel like you're a role player for a reason, right? What, we all have a role. Whatever's within your heart, within your means to Capacity. be able to do. Yep. No one's asking you to go be a hero. Right? Yeah. This is our platform. This is how we can do it. Yeah. This is it. Right? This is it, yeah. So, you know, may Allah make us successful. I mean, I mean, Dunkin' Donuts, listen to me. You know what I mean? Like, we here, we having some coffee, you know, Dunkin', you can sponsor I don't sponsor have to come this. out here with the black tape. Yeah, you know I mean? We don't, <laughs> like, listen, sponsor one of these, I'm telling you. Guys, this is this is such a, I think this is the start of something, uh, something beautiful, a beautiful relationship, a beautiful relationship with our audience as well. Uh, I'm sincerely honored and privileged that you guys spent some time listening to this podcast uh, with us today. On behalf of Dr. Ray, uh, myself, I just want to say Jazakallah okay, once again. And uh, thank you, Dr. Ray, for this opportunity. I'm, I'm happy for you all listening into this. And obviously, you're going to be able to write us, comment, and drop a a bunch of feedback to what you like, what you didn't like, how we can improve it. And look, this is our first episode. 
Come on now. Cut us a break, <laughs> all right, guys? We're trying here, all right? Yes. Our families are playing there. Our kids are over here. I always got a ticket. You know what I mean? Like, give, give me a break, all right? We're making this happen. I appreciate you guys. So, we have to rest in Juma. Yeah, subhanAllah. We're going to get it together. Inshallah, inshallah. Jazakallah, once again, for listening, guys. I appreciate you so much. And wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.